You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. Me on the top and I won't stop me. Me on the top and I won't stop me. Me on the top and I won't stop. Me on the, me on the, me on the top. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Matty B, a.k.a. Matthew Baltzell. Welcome back to Real Estate Journeys, the exclusive podcast for real estate investors looking to scale to 100 units and become location independent. And on this lovely morning is Wake Up Wednesdays with your boy, Omar Khan in Dallas, Texas. Omar, what's crack like, my friend? Another pleasant day in Dallas, Texas, man. What is, what's up with you? Yeah, you're looking, you're looking very lovely drinking your morning cup of joe. I'm about getting some uh, shut-eye here, but hey, I'm glad to have you here. So for the people that are new to the show or f- coming back for a lovely another Wednesday, it is Wake Up Wednesdays, and we answer the questions that we hear kicking around the can, and we address them on Wake Up Wednesdays. So today's question is, how does the treasury yield affect multifamily? Omar. Well, the short answer is, uh, look, uh, how loans are basically, typically how loans, how when somebody's getting a loan, the interest rate and the terms around it are set basically by taking, say, a reference rate, which is sometimes a treasury rate or the LIBOR, or the London, London Interbank overnight rate, and then putting a spread on top. The spread is to account for the risk, because if you think about it, the treasury yield uh, or the LIBOR is basically called the risk-free rate, which basically means that this is the interest rate that you will charge somebody, an entity that is the least risky, for instance, to lend to. In this particular case, typically it happens to be the United States government, right? So that's where the treasury yield mm-hmm. comes, right? Now you'll add a spread on top to account for somebody else's riskiness. Because if you think about it, the chances of you and me paying back our loans versus the United States government paying back its loan. Well, all things being equal, uh, typically the United States government has a better chance of paying back its loans. Like, let's just be honest, right? So the spread is to the spread is to account for riskiness. Now, what typically happens is, let's assuming the spread remains the same, but the treasury yield goes up, right? For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Now, this means that when you and I go to take a loan from, and by you and I, I mean anybody on the planet goes to take a loan. What happens is the rate that we will have to pay on our loan goes up because really, if the if it's X plus Y is equal to the rate we get, right? And Y, which is the spread, yep. has remained the same, but X has gone up. So X has increased, but Y has stayed the same. So the rate we're going to get charged is going to be more. Now, typically, if the treasury yield goes down and the spread has remained the same, again, don't want to bore you to death because a lot of these are technical things. No, this is good. If the treasury yield goes down, but the spread remains the same, again, the rate, the interest rate that the end user, which is you and me and other people, are going to pay is going to go down. Typically, theoretically, well, that's how that happens. But there are a lot of other factors. You lose money is what you're saying. Yeah, but not lose money. You will pay less or more interest rate depending on what your rate is going to be. Uh huh. Essentially, now typically that's not where the story really stops. Because you're not just looking at, say, the treasury yield in isolation. What you're also looking at is the spread. Now, we assumed in the previous example that the spread remains the same, right? Like the left, sorry, the right hand, which is the spread, that remains the same, but the treasury yield keeps going up or down. Uh Now, let's assume the treasury yield stays the same, but the spread keeps going up and down. The reason why the spread can go up and down is, A, as we talked about earlier, is the general riskiness of the person taking the loan. So let's assume somebody who's worth $10 billion, you give them a loan versus somebody who's worth negative $10 million. 
it is, I mean, all things being equal, it is safe to presume that the person who's worth $10 billion is probably going to pay you back the loan versus somebody who has a negative net worth. Mm-hmm. Right. I and mean, this is this is a bad example, but it just goes to show you. So therefore, the person who's a billionaire will get the loan at a cheaper interest rate. So even though the yield could be the same, the spread could be lower or narrower mm-hmm. versus somebody who's got, say, who's a riskier person to lend to, relatively speaking, their spread would be wider. It's called narrow or wide because it's spreading. Right. Yep. Now, in that particular case, again, your the end rate that you will pay changes. The other thing which you also have to look for a lot of times and assess, and this is where it becomes an art, not really a science a lot of times, is the volatility of these things. So as an example, you know, a lot of times when you hear in the news, oh, the president said this, or the Fed chairman said this, or say, this country is going, the country is going to a recession and this is happening and the rates are changing and all of that. A lot of times, it's not necessarily, I mean, look, the yield is changing and all that, but assuming all of that is the same, a lot of time what's changing is the underlying volatility because on a day-to-day, things can be more or less volatile, mm-hmm. right? So if something is more volatile, it means that it could go up or down. So when you're, say, in a recession, when you're expected to go into a recession, your spreads can become more volatile. They can become wider. Why do they become wider? The reason why they become wider is because, look, all things being equal, it will be harder for anyone to pay back the loan in a recessionary environment when they're making less money. Yep. Right. So to account for the fact that there is a bigger risk, a greater risk, the spread becomes wider. Right. So the the lender, the person who's lending you the money, they want a higher interest rate to be compensated for that level of risk. Yeah. Right. Similarly, when we're going through a boom time. Right. Spread a lot of times can become narrower. The reason why they've become narrower is man, because everybody who's stepping up to the plate is hitting a home run. So now there's more money. There's more business to be had. So it is less of a risk to be giving loans out, as an example, right? Because if you know somebody's gonna, somebody has the willingness and capacity to give you the money back, well, it's it's less of a risk. So these are apart from a lot of other things. These are this is the basics one-on-one type of stuff that you have to kind of be accounting accounting for. But look, on a day-to-day basis, as a lender, oh sorry, as a lendy or a person borrower, sorry, as a person borrowing, you're not really going to have too many options in terms of deciding where your end rate is going to be. Okay, so you might be able to rate shop and cut a few points here and there, but it's not like a lot of these things are in your control. Yep. Right. So even though these things matter, they greatly matter, but these aren't things that you have a control to change on a day to day basis. So unfortunately, we are, say, price takers in economic terms and not price makers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very important for everybody to hear that because I know, like I said, that's a hot topic and it just goes to show that you are the man with the numbers once again, and you have to have somebody on your team like yourself, because I think if people don't even realize, understand half of that. And, you know, like we had prior talk before we started recording this, I was like, you know, I know some stuff, but I don't know if I can go on about a 10 minute conversation about this. But I think it's important to have somebody on your team who can explain something like this and feels that much more confident going into multi-million dollar deals, who can speak with investors and be like, okay, yes, this makes sense. Like this guy knows more about my money than I know about my money. Hello. 
Welcome to Boardwalk Wealth. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that's a great, that's a great line, actually. I like that. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Boardwalk Wealth. <laughs> yeah. I'm Damon Greco. Welcome. No, not yeah. that was from uh, the, that was the bad guy from Wall Street. But um, yeah, no, great, uh, lovely information. I, I know people are uh, are going to really appreciate. Look, just look. In a nutshell, essentially, what I'm trying to say is, look, like all things in life, or like most things in life. The, the terms you and I are going to receive is dependent basically based on uh, our credibility as a borrower. Yeah. Okay. So somebody with greater credibility or a better track record or, or a bigger balance sheet, they get terms that, for instance, uh, the listener might not be able to get mm-hmm. right? or vice versa. So it's, well, it's nice to understand how these things work because, you know, it provides context. It helps you understand stuff. Unfortunately, we, can only fight on the periphery on these terms. So either you take it or you go home. Mm-hmm. That's it. You really don't have too many options. Mm. But it's good to understand how these things work. Yeah, very cool. All right. Well, love it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for being on this episode. And we'll catch you on next go around, my friend. Take it easy. Hey, guys. Congratulations on listening to the whole episode so far. But now I want you to take it one step further please head on over to matthewbaltzell.com forward slash discover to schedule a free 15-minute call with me and tell me about what is a pain point you're facing right now in real estate, and I'll create an episode around that there for you. Peace.